We're Not Dead, a podcast about a story of survival. Hello and welcome to episode six of We're Not Dead, the official community podcast for We're Alive. I am your host, Britt, and with me, as always, is Greg Miller. Don't tase pegs, bro. Oh, yeah. I, I thought about you, actually, when that happened. Yeah. Why? Because, you know, my heart was breaking on the inside, and I would have beaten that guy to death. Michael crumbled. has more. Oh, my God. Crumbled. Your heart crumbled. Um, And we have a very special guest, because he hasn't been able to make it for the past few episodes, because <laughs> he doesn't love us that much. Step Laugh, as you know him on the forums, or Steven is his real name. Hey, guys. Stephen. What's going on? What's going on? How are you doing? Done pretty good, guys. Steven, how long have you been listening to We're Alive? Um, I've been listening about three, uh, about three to four months now. How'd you find out about it? Uh, from you. Okay, good. Oh, look at that. <laughs> um, how many times have you listened to the series? Um, I've listened to at least every episode twice, and some episodes three times. Nice. What about you, Greg Miller? What? How many times have I listened to it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The more recent stuff, I've doubled back for and listened to it since we started the show. So I'd be, you know. Not sound like the idiot I sound like every week. Uh, I need to go back with the actual first, you know, first season pretty much. Now that we have them on the the CDs there and yes. actually listen to them again, the remastered versions I have not gone back to. But it's because you know I got hooked and then I just blazed through it, like I think a lot of people did. Don't you say you walk your dog while listening to it? Yeah, that's my have, favorite like, thing to do. Face on, yeah. <laughs> um, so Steven, I'm gonna interrogate you. All right. So if you could spend five minutes with any character in a locked room, who would it be? Gosh. You better not say pegs or Greg will beat your ass. You're welcome to say pegs. Then you'd be, I, we'd be on the same page. I was about to say pegs or Liz. Liz? Why? I like Liz's personality. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure cool. that's what you like about her. Mm, wink, wink. Yeah. yeah. That's all it said. That's a fine piece of ass. Uh, okay, if you could kill off any character, who would you kill off? Uh, I can't say Kalani after the last podcast, so... But, no, Dante. but you're not killing off Kevin Flood. You'd be killing no, off No, oh, okay, well, uh... I don't know. Datu's time kind of got, got on my nerves a lot lately. What? I used to love Ever. him. I used to love him, but now he's he served his purpose. His girlfriend 10. died. Yeah, but it's... now that no, now now we have the new. You see, Datu is an onion. And at first, he was just this weird <laughs> maintenance worker, and we peeled it back, and he was this cool dude had kids. And we peeled it back, and he was in love, and now he's brokenhearted, and now he's all bitter. Now he's he's, he's turned that corner yeah. exactly. So what's what happens next? What is Datu's character from here? I guess he's going to do something with Hope if you ask later on. I guess they're going to bring yeah, him back. Is. And... Samantha. Oh, she's 14. That's gross. That's weird. Never Holy mind. shit. She's Brittany. 14. Well, let's pretend I didn't say that. Don't, okay. don't edit it out. Oh, I won't. Trust me. For the um, record. At least I didn't send uh, Stephen um, rocket power porn. You know what? No, at least I don't watch cartoons on Nickelodeon that are so fucked up they have porn. What? Ever. You're the one that Googled it. I don't even want to know how that became your top Google result. Um, okay. And what is your ideal holdup in a zombie apocalypse? Ideal holdup. I know the typical response probably be a mall, but uh, a mall? malls. Yeah, I'd say a mall probably. But, but um, That's a silly I place to hold up. I don't know. I mean, it'd be cool because all the free clothes, but who really gives a shit at that point? Yeah. That, this is why I always say Costco. You're in a warehouse of food, people. No, you're all, you know, we've talked about this before, but everyone's going to go to Costco. They're going to break in. You want one place, you want a place that's secure, that you can close yourself off and have one point of entry to watch. You're in a mall, there's a million ways to get in. You're in a Costco, a million ways to get in. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That, no, that is true. What about you, Greg? Where would you go? I, my apartment. 
Uh, anywhere, anywhere that I could, I, 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 somewhere I know well that I can shut down. Basically, I'd like to think anywhere I am, I could figure it out somehow. But in the apartment building, right, I'm on the 14th floor, so I shut off the two elevators. I tether the doors from the stairwell to the doors in the other places. Hopefully, I'm the only one on the floor. I don't want to have to actually deal with other people. But if I'm We've not, food. Uh, but here's well, the thing. Okay, you're 14 floors. Okay, so if the shit hits the fan, you're gonna deal with 14 floors of zombies. So how? No, if the shit hits like- the fan, it's over. I, I'm not. I'm not. I don't have uh, some complex that I'm gonna make it out in a zombie apocalypse. Here's what's gonna happen, Britt. Either we're gonna get it sorted out in a week, or it's over. Like civilization's over. So Greg, you're pretty much Bill, right? Yeah, totally. Much- Give oh, me my cucumbers. <laughs> Your cucumbers. <laughs> okay, well, if you're planning on dying, you're gonna die anyway. So exactly no, right. No. Yeah, I don't. And I, not to mention, let's say it, it, if I'm wrong on this, right? In a week, it isn't cleared up. And then, but hey, maybe you know, a year and a half from now, we'll get it under control. Really? Do I want to live in that world for a year and a half? No, thank you, sir. I no. gave my run. No chicken wings. No pizza. No new video games. <laughs> yeah, I'm jumping off the freaking balcony with Bertillo under my arm. Don't worry about it. <laughs> would you eat? Would you eat Bertillo? No, I would not eat Bertillo. No, you can't yeah. do that. I would not do that. No. Tastes no. like hot dogs. <laughs> I know he's got his little arms though. They look like chicken wings, so I bet they'd be delicious. Aww. But I would not do it. So, uh, this week's episode, what did you guys think before we start diving into it? Overall? Awesome. What yeah. an awesome oh, episode. It was. Holy crap. Yes. Yeah. Lots to talk about. Yeah. Okay, so we learned from the get-go that Hope jumped out of a third-story window. She wasn't at the original tower very long. They were worried she was going to get in their way. Um, shit hit the fan, and she got to the colony. Uh, she said that while Michael was unconscious, he kept saying Randy. That was a word. A name. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He murmured Randy. several times. Mm-hmm. And apparently um, Marcus interrogated Tanya and was like, hey, who's this Michael kid? And she said he's a soldier. Um, he came here <laughs> looking for medicine for his friend. So now Marcus has an interest in Michael. So um, ultimately Marcus offered him his right-hand man position, which was Sean's position, but Sean was somehow killed off. He dropped some Star Trek knowledge on Michael, which was rad. Which I didn't. I've never yeah. seen Star Trek. What a great left field reference. What was what was that quote, Greg Miller? Oh, how the hell do I know? Star Trek's for nerds, but it was just great to have him <laughs> out of the blues start talking about that. Oh, you haven't seen Star Trek either? Hell, oh, I saw the movie. I just don't watch the show. Um, the quote was, "The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few." Here, I'll Google that while you continue your Brit notes. Thanks, Greg. So, <laughs> I think that kind of um, encompasses a whole as how the entire colony is ran. Um, interesting, uh, Tanya said when Marcus first walked in, hey, you guys have more in common than you thought. Uh, Marcus was in the military too, or he fought in the war, I think is what she said. But Marcus really didn't know jack shit when Michael started asking him about it. That was great. Oh, I that was funny. It. He's like, what's your MOS? And I don't even know what MOS is, but apparently everyone should. That was in the service. So, um, he referred himself, I think as a normal soldier, ground pound infantry was what he used. He said he pretty much tried to forget about what happened in the past. That's why he was kind of sketchy on responding to Michael's questions. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't really seem like he's letting, he's willing to let them leave. Pretty much the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Your friends are the few. Are right, you ready for it? Yeah, I'm ready. Go, Greg. Here it is. Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, 1982. The scene goes like this. Here's a dramatic reading. Uh, Spock, if I may be so bold, it was, it was a mistake for you to accept the promotion. Commanding a starship is your first best destiny. Anything else is a waste of material. Kirk, I would not presume to debate you. Spock, that is wise. Were I I to invoke logic, however, logic clearly dictates that the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Kirk, or the one. Spock, 
You are my superior officer. You are also my friend. I have been and always shall be yours. End. Nicely done. Um, fun fact, uh, Spock, I think, is coming to Emerald City Comic Con. Or maybe not. Someone from Star Trek is. Oh, Who's the, the is Zach. Oh, the guy who played in Heroes? I don't know. That was really terrible. I shouldn't have even said that. I just know some kid from Star Trek. Hey, some somebody's coming to the, the <laughs> I know Comic Con. I know there. it's the main. I think it's the main guy, but I don't know shit about Star Trek. <laughs> what do you guys think about that scene? So the whole Mark meeting with Marcus. Great, love the character of Marcus. He's gonna be a great villain. Oh, he's such a villain. Like just the way he talks is just so. Yeah, he's got political. that like that polished, like smarmy. Yeah, political. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. He's very, you know, he's playing the field. Like, we can get more into this when we do the theories. But, you know, he's full of shit. You know, he has these people wrapped around oh, his yeah. finger. Yeah. So that, and I think Michael saw through that. So it was really interesting because um, when Tanya walked in, Tanya was like, oh, Marcus is the guy that approved me um, to do your surgery. And Marcus was like, oh, don't hang that over his head. Oh. Like, <laughs> totally, yeah. He wanted to keep the information very, very uh, top level, not give you too much. Right. Also, William Shatner is coming to Emerald oh, City Comic Con. The name amongst names, Brittany, and you couldn't keep I, it straight. I told you, I'm a terrible nerd, geek, whatever you want to call me. What do you guys think of Tanya as a um, uh, voice actress? I what like. What do you guys her. think about that? I think she's one of the. I think she's one of the better people on the show. She's different. It's different. I agree. I really loved it when I first heard it. I do. I love her voice. I'd marry her voice if I could. Uh, let's see. Marcus is a douchebag. That's because Michael was kind of considering his offer to take the right hand man position, and then Hope spilt a tray of what I'm assuming is piss or something on Marcus. Was- <laughs> you think so? I was thinking maybe it's something. Maybe they were doing zombie experiments too. Maybe it was some kind of blood or like sweat. But mm. then I guess Michael didn't really have a reaction to it. No. Well, what about coffee? Or well, that- no, because she was no. carrying a. Bed, I think she was changing a bedpan. I think that's what it was. Oh, oh right. Yeah, she did say that. Yeah. Too. And so then Marcus is like, what the hell are you still doing here? I thought we talked about this. And uh, Tanya was pretty much defending her. And it came to light that Sean was the one that negotiated Hope staying with them and working. They have contracts. Contracts, exactly. Yes, yes, yes. So that, yeah, that's scary. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tanya went to Michael after all that and was like, you know, Sean was the only person holding this place together. Forget about your friends. We need you. So then Michael's like, okay, well, if I'm going to run this place, I need to check it out, which is mostly, I think, an excuse for him just to get up and kind of see, course, see your course, woman, yeah, Greg. Definitely. Right. Um, turns out Pegs is pulling weeds in the field and Kelly <laughs> is doing night shift laundry. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, so it looks like they're doing 12-hour shifts. They just kind of fell into the job. They just kind of went with what happened the day after um, they got there. Greg, what what happened to your woman while she was talking to Michael? Uh, she got tased, bro. Yeah. Uh, her little, uh, you know, slaver there, I guess, was ordering her to stop talking to Michael, kept giving her warnings. She wouldn't listen. Michael didn't want to hear it. So he walked over and tased her, to which Michael asked for a shovel, was given a shovel, and beat the dude unconscious, which was yes! awesome. Yes. Yes. Twice. He hit him twice. It was amazing. Yeah, totally, totally rad. What a great, what a great scene for Michael. Mm-hmm. Just awesome. It was. He's such did, a badass. Did you guys catch yourself yelling, yes, do it, Michael, do it? No. Just yelling at uh, no. Okay. No, I, I did I it, but okay. I wish I would have. This is just me. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Um, so after uh, Michael puts shovel to face, uh, the supervisors, someone yells supervisor down, and then these guardians, which I think are kind of like the police force of the colony, yeah. Yeah, are like yeah. pointing their shit, six guns at Michael and Pegs. Um, pretty much says a broken nose equals a broken neck around here. 
Ooh. Yeah. Great. So, you know, and then Pegs is like, oh, he's new. He doesn't know any better because Michael had been out a few days. Um, good Pegs. Go Pegs. Yeah. And Michael pretty much said, I'm um, Marcus's next man. We served in the same unit. He knows what I can do, which is he never had committed that. But he just said that to kind of, you know, get. Here, here's the interesting thing right now. So he says that. Do you think Marcus is going to let that lie peripherally? Do you think – I mean because it's one of those things where clearly Michael's in the know enough to know that, uh, yeah, you didn't really serve in the military. Mm-hmm. And so now it's one of those things where both lies cover the other lie kind of thing. Right. I, I don't know. I think Marcus is really arrogant. I don't think he really thinks um, – and I was reading on the forums, and Nick Voodoo kind of had the same theory, too. I don't think Marcus yeah. thinks anyone can really overpower him. So I can see him just, like, totally letting the shit fly, and I can see Michael, like, planning this extravagant extravagant plan right under his nose, and he won't even know about it until it's too late. So he probably won't let it – he'll let it go. That's my guess. And it seems like they want to get out of there, like some of the field – that one field worker. Amy, I think She's, her name was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she didn't sound like she wanted to be in there. So, I mean, she could help them out get rid of – Get out of there, go back to the tower or something. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael finally realized Victor was trying to warn them all along. Um, Pegs gave Michael her journal, and it says that his and Kelly's are back at the house. And then and Pegs can't put it together that he's going to see Victor. No, she's like, who? Like, so blatantly obvious, who? right? Yeah. <laughs> well, Michael, you only know four people here. Where are you going? Talk to the guard <laughs> at the door? No, not the guard at the door, Pegs. Yeah. So I thought it was an awesome episode. Really, really cool. Things are starting to progress. Like Casey had um, told me earlier, and I think I mentioned on the podcast, that this chapter is about 20 pages longer than past chapters. Which is great. It was meaty. A lot of dialogue. Lots of meat. Yes. Cool. So I guess uh, we can start talking about some theories about this episode. So, okay, where do you think this colony is going with Michael? What do you think Michael's going to do with this colony? I think he's going to – revolution. He's mm-hmm. got to be starting revolution, mm-hmm. right? He yes. knows that – he's already, from two seconds in, he knows that well, – I mean, coming in now, he knows that Victor didn't want to be part of it. He knows that the doctor doesn't seem happy. He knows that the field worker doesn't seem happy. So he knows that there's political unrest and he can capitalize on it. Right. And it doesn't – yeah, I agree with uh, Greg and it doesn't look like uh, Marcus ever really had a challenge there, mm-hmm. it sounds like. He's just always been in control and I'm, I want to see – get. I want to see him get challenged by Michael. I want to see what's going to happen. Yeah, I I see Michael kind of like you're saying, Greg, just kind of like leading people because it sounds like no one really wants to be there. It sounds like it's more like it's it's ran by fear. I mean, the fact that the yeah. Guardians have six rifles. I mean, I'm sure they're there for quote and zombie patrol or control, but really, I mean, if everything's boarded up, they even said that nothing's ever made it that far. They've never made it inside. I just think it's more of a scare tactic, like more, we have control over you at all time. You know, if you don't do what you're told, we're going to fucking tase you or shoot you. Yeah, you get one person in there who shows, I mean, first off, he's already shown that he's not afraid to take action, so he can back up anything he's about to say. Like, he's proven to people that I'm not afraid to go toe-to-toe with these people and deal with the consequences. And now they think he's in control, too. Like, he's got a position of leadership, so he has a lot of chips already. Yeah. And I can't, I can't see them, you know, there's this colony of hundreds of people, and I can't see the, this colony with, you know, it seems like endless food, water, supplies, just kind of being, like, tossed in the backstory. Like, I can't see Michael, Pigs, and Kelly leaving and just forgetting about this colony. Oh, no. So, oh, yeah, yeah. You know something, some shit's going to happen. This is a mandatory side quest to progress the main story. Absolutely. Yes. Nicely done. Um, no so there's that, and okay, so who's Randy? Who's this Randy kid? Oh, Randy. Right. No, I think it has something to do with the broken arm, maybe. Mm, yeah, that, mm, maybe. Maybe. We still don't know the real story bet- behind Michael's broken arm. Maybe that's something to do with it. Perhaps. That'd be my theory. Perhaps. Um, you're Could not Randy only... be a girl's name? Well, that... It could yeah. be. 
pulling some forum knowledge on everybody. Um, Frigget from the forum said, well, he was originally talking about Michael's arm. He said maybe he killed someone to save himself and was left with that reminder of his broken arm. And then he said, after chapter 19, part one, I now suspect something happened. When Hope said he was up all night talking about someone named Randy, maybe something happened and he's having bad dreams about it. Um, Funny Muffins thought it was a war buddy. And then Cap Captain Capslock. Uh, I love that name. <laughs> that, that's a funny name. Said, I think... He says, I think uh, Michael was just clumsy and tripped. And then Wicked Sid was like, well, maybe it's actually Randy with an eye. Which I would like to see Michael have a ex-love interest maybe somewhere Randy. down the road. Yeah, you think, I don't know, you think they'd pick a different name unless they're going for the shock factor. Like maybe he runs yeah. into Randy and instead of like, hey, Michael, it's like, hey, Michael. Maybe that's what they're going for. <laughs> Well, yeah, why do you think they'd pick a different name? I had an Aunt Randy. Okay. I, Randy is a girl. You shush your mouth. I just say, I am I not discriminating Randy. against Randys. I am just saying, every oh. Randy I've known has been a man. What do you think is going on at the Tower right now? Do you think the Tower is going to come into play anytime soon? You think Saul's the major thing going on at the Tower? Like, Saul's the big news? I, I don't see any reason to really visit the Tower right now, to be honest. I mean, unless they just kind of want to see, check up on Saul, and I mean... Since Michael, Bert. since Michael had been out for like three or four days, and it only apparently takes one day for Angel and Kalani to get the supplies back, the MREs. Mm -hmm. So they've already gotten that back by now. So, I mean, maybe they just flash back to, yeah, we have food and we're happy and Saul is still sick. No, they, they won't do that. I mean, you think so? I think that uh, you figure the way the show's moved, stuff happens concurrently, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it, just because something's progressed two days with the Michael storyline doesn't mean it's progressed two days with Kalani. Oh, you don't, yeah, you don't think they're... It's all read from journals. Okay, so you think yeah. another episode they'll just kind of like rewind? They're not coexisting. Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised right now. Uh, you know, this is this was the start of chapter nineteen, which really gets you set for it. You know, part one. So I wouldn't be surprised if the next two parts actually stick with them. I I'd be really disappointed if next week, you know, on the twenty eighth when part two releases, that for some reason we jump back to Kalani and Angel and we got nothing about you know what's going on at the camp. I want to know. I want to see this happen and ride out, and because it's so it's so intriguing and it's so I love it. You know. Yeah. It's so different, I guess, for you know, from what they've seen. This isn't something they've been presented with before. In a way, you know, they're used to zombies at this point. They've shown, you know, last episode or the last episode we had Kalani with an angel. They showed they could take down the biggest, you know, one they basically know of. So it's kind of like this is their new thing, trying to fight man versus man. Ah, it's nice. I didn't really think about that. This one had nothing to do with zombies, almost. At all, so. And I'm kind of wondering that's if that's where the story is gonna go, because I mean, I've always said that we're alive is more about a story of survival, which is what it's called anyway. I mean, the zombies play a role in it, definitely, but I think the podcast as a whole, you know, just kind of focuses on survival horror. So, um, yeah, I could see this whole thing with um, Marcus and Michael, this like clash, taking up a lot, this whole entire chapter, which would be awesome. That would be awesome. Yes. I would love it. All right, you've heard it, Casey. If you if next week's episode isn't that, you delay it. We do you love can, Saul. You know, don't, don't kill him off, please. Oh yeah, we love Saul. I can't wait to get back and hear what's up with them. But I have a feeling, my theory would be that it's gonna when we, when they when they go back to the tower, mm -hmm. it'll be from Michael's perspective, and when they get there, all hell will have broken loose. Yeah, something has happened. You know, what I mean, it'll be another. Really, really bad scene, I'd imagine, when they get back. You can't just be there, you know, super cheery, nothing's happened, everything's cool. Right. And I think when it's going to come down to it, Saul's going to need it within an hour. Michael's going to get there, save him, and everything's going to be good. It's going to be amazing. Something exciting. So how do you think they're going to escape the colony in the long run? How do you think they're going to even get out? How do you think they're going to make contact with the tower? Uh. I think I think, the, I, I think it'll be they come back to the tower. I think right now the colony, I see it just being a dramatic, you know, super takeover 
from the inside out. You know, I'm Michael, and I've got all these people that you know know. You figure if these guys aren't happy, even the guys who are in charge, who are the you know guards with their guns, they can't be. There's got to be a few of them are, that aren't happy too, right? right. Like you, you get everybody, you break into the gun locker, you get your guns back to your people, and kind of just forcibly take it over. Civil War. Yeah. Just yeah, because there's hundreds of people there. It sounds like a lot of them are just followers, right? right. So if you could just get a core group that knows what they're doing and mm-hmm. aren't afraid to put it on the line to just be the dominant force, it seems like the majority of those people then would just start following them. Yeah, I think Gatekeeper is going to have a role in that too, because it sounds like he's kind of power hungry. You know, he referred to himself as a doctor when he was examining Michael Pegs and Kelly when they first came in, and it sounds like well, he was. For, in, in his defense, anytime I want to look at somebody naked, I just tell him I'm a doctor. Oh, hey, oh. Oh. You too? Okay, okay so good. if we're at PAX and Greg's like, hey, I'm a doctor, take your clothes off. Actually, sorry, I talked, I know people hate it when we go off track, but there was a woman in Seattle. No, 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 don't do that. Do not do not check yourself, all right? This is this is the show. It's a conversational show. Yeah, I was looking at that uh, thread, too. Yeah, we, we can talk about that later, actually. Um, okay. But, uh, we'll talk about it now, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> so, in Seattle, there was a woman, and she was going to bars, and she would tell other women, she was like, hey, did you know I'm a gynecologist? I can give you a free breast exam right now. And ladies w- ladies were actually taking off their bras and shirts inside the bar uh, in the bathroom. Geez. It getting a free breast exam. And this lady wasn't even a doctor, turns out. Come on. That's hilarious. I'll let you know I am a certified wallet inspector. So when I ask at PAX East for your wallet, that's a different thing. Okay. Okay, let's talk about Sean a little bit. Who is the Sean character? Do you think it's a reference to Sean of the Dead? Do you think it was a subtle nod from Casey? Perhaps. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Do you know how they spell it? Because I think it's S E A N. Ooh, I was guessing S H A W N. Casey S-H-A-N? confirmed it on the forum, and I can't remember. Oh, he has confirmed it. I've seen a lot of forums posts using the Shaun of the Dead spelling. So. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I, I haven't seen. I haven't seen the official KC post. Is there? Honestly, anymore when I see Shaun, all I can think of Shaun from Heavy Rain. Shaun. Yeah. Who is Shaun? Stephen. Step laugh. Putting you on the spotlight. Oh, if he must sound like a nice guy, right? I mean, he sounds like he knows what he's doing. So he's the guy that brought um, Hope back and apparently was keeping yeah. the whole place together. And there's speculations on the forum that Marcus killed Sean off. We don't really know how he died. We just know that he, dun, dun, dun. he died. I can I almost believe that, to mm-hmm. be honest. I oh, totally. It makes sense, right? Marcus is totally underhanded and scheming. Sean, we know, is a stand-up guy. He sounds like Michael, right? Like, I mean, he's saving people at this other tower. He's taking, him, ter- taking care of him. Taking care of hope, pretty much, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so now, you know, now you, you see Marcus keying in on those same traits in Michael. Tried to get him under his wing and maybe learn from where he failed with Sean. Right. Yes. Now, do you think Marcus was uh, just like a loser in high school, and <laughs> now he finally has power, and he's too power hungry? Mm. No, I, I like to I like to picture him as like a date rapist from high school, or a date rapist in general. Some guy like you, we all remember the date rape song. So that's that's basically when I think of that song, I'm thinking of this guy. He's dressed all nice. He's got his hair slicked back. He's got a nice little build on him. And he's just a complete douchebag. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I totally know. What you're talking he looks about. like Dean Kane. He looks like Dean Kane. Maybe he's just one of those people that preys on um, opportunity. You know, maybe he was like, oh, yes. shit, shit's hitting the fan. I have a few hundred people here. Maybe I can take advantage. Pretend I was in the military. Pretend I know what I'm talking about. And that's that. I don't know. I, I don't know if we'll ever really find out what his deal is. I don't think it's really crucial to the story. We just know he's creepy and he's a liar anyway. I think, yes. well, I think we'll find it out. Michael will have that moment where he, like, you know, right before he kills him or right, whatever. He's dying and he tells him like the whole story. like an Assassin's Creed kind of thing. Like, right as exactly. he's <laughs> right in him. And he's like, Scre- tell me now. You're a date rapist. I never was in the military, Michael. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. So, I guess, do you guys have any other theories you want to throw out there? Anything crazy? 
I don't know, when she said um, Hope fell out of the story window, I know it reminded me of Dead Island. The trailer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice tie-in. What did you guys think about that trailer? Awesome. Chuck. Chuck from NBC talking about it. Shaun of the Dead himself. Simon Pegg talking about it. That's insane. If you if you if you don't know what we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen, there's a new video game called Dead Island, and they released a, a cinematic trailer for it, and uh, it's really really well done. It shows no gameplay, so I mean, there's we have no idea if the game's gonna suck or not. But we don't care at this uh, point. We're just excited yeah, about the, tra- the trailer. The trailer is just this fantastic zombie attack, told in parts of it are in slow motion and in reverse, and it's playing back. It's really great. Yeah, I watched it. I saw it um, when it was played straight through. Do you have an like- accent, Stephen? I have to ask you. He's got a southern twin. Okay, yeah, I'm he's from got North a twin. Carolina. I get oh it a, my god, yeah. I love you so much. How old are you? I'm just kidding. I'm 22. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm probably older than you, Brittany. When's your birthday? October 19th. May 21st, bitch. Ah, uh. uh, damn it. Sorry. You awkward. God, awkward. Brittany, you're that young? Jesus Christ. What? How old are you? I'll be 28. Holy so, shit! Uh, oh god! Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> the red, the red <laughs> diamond in my hand is pulsing. I'm running out of you time. You are here. pushing 30, dude. That's terrible. I know. Um, I guess we can kind of touch on a topic. It's been a, a popular thread on the forums. So uh, people are, you know, they're happy with our podcast, We're Not Dead. And then other people um, aren't so happy with it. They think that we need more structure, that we need to stay more on topic. That, well, that's a funny story because, you know, a few months ago, I just, I took this walk. And I tell you, I was just walking. Oh, but that reminds me of this other time when I was eating these chicken wings. <laughs> and then, I see what and you're And I doing. went to the zoo. Yeah, you do. Okay. I do. Uh, so, I mean, we appreciate any constructive criticism or thoughts, feedbacks. Why well, do? Anyway, I know Greg said that everyone on that thread was dead to him. Uh, so I think one of the things that I kind of wanted to touch base on was that we love doing this podcast. You know, we take it seriously, but we have fun while we're doing it. And we kind of just ad lib and talk as we go. What do you guys, Greg? co-host no i mean it's all You're, you've it's, been podcasting for a very that's very my whole thing time. my whole you know i've been a i've been a, on the internet working on it for what now four years and i mean i'm used to being hated for everything i do everything i post on ign is greeted with oh ign is biased hey, ign fuck you stop sucking microsoft's cock you asshole you know so whatever i'm totally used to people not being happy and it's always and i as long as they keep it uh uh, critical. As long as we get real feedback other than you guys suck dick, blah, 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 I'm totally cool with it. I'd, I'm happy to hear that you don't like certain parts of the show or you, what you'd want to change or what you do. The other thing to think about, guys, and, and this, is, this isn't even for anybody on the forums because everybody on the forums has been very, this is why I don't like it. This is what's happening. This is really cool. Right, this is right. awesome. Constructive. It's, I mean, like, you understand it's six episodes in. I'm part. I'm a part of uh, two other podcasts that are up in the hundreds, and I can tell you that the first six episodes were garbage compared to where we are now. You know what I mean? <laughs> and this is totally new for me, and or for me especially. I know Britt mm-hmm. does other podcasts uh, that use Skype. Having a delay mm-hmm. between people does throw off chemistry, so you, you do talk over each other, and this happens or that happens, and yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. And so feeling it out and coming to a consensus on what the formula for it's going to be and how it's going to roll and what's going to happen. Totally a work in progress, and we totally want your feedback. We want you to go to zombiepodcast.com and comment there. I do take issue with people saying, well, you, you say yeah, the forums come to life, but you're never on the forums. I check in the forums as best I can. I Before I uh, ever took over the show, I checked out the forums. I'm not a commenter. I've never been a big, hey, I'm going to give you this. You're a lurker. Exactly. I've never been this guy. I'm going to give you a giant book on what I think. I'd rather hear your thoughts and then talk about them here on the show, have you on the show like we're doing with Steven to talk about it. So... It's uh you know it's an interesting part and the other thing too somebody pointed out in our defense on there and I I don't, I, I hesitate mm-hmm. to say defense because again we're not uh, gonna get our feelings hurt when you say you don't like certain parts about the show as long as you tell us what you'd right. like to see happen with it 
But uh, somebody there popped up and they were like, you know, I really do like the show and they keep it at a top level. They don't boil down in the theories because not everybody wants to hear that. And I think that's a great example, right? Because you figure a lot of people uh, listen to me on other podcasts and then that's how, you know, like Steven, that's how they heard about the We're Alive to begin with. So if we want them to listen to this show, chances are they probably aren't checking the forums. So the best thing we can do is give you an, uh, give people who listen to this show just to hear an hour of talk about it, a window into the forum. So hopefully one day they want to come be a part of that community. Nicely yeah. done. I don't think there's really much to add to that. So. Sorry, didn't mean to. Yeah, but I, I just um yeah, I agree with you guys. I, like I'm one of the top posters on the forums. I got over almost 400 posts, and like I'm on there constantly. And I think you guys bring a pretty good, you know, what we see on the forums a lot. I, you guys represent represent it in the podcast. Thank well. you, sir. So, I mean, that's just for me. Yeah, we're just trying to reflect that. And the part of the, part of reflecting that means that we can't be that. I can't come on the forum and talk and write a giant post, but I can gladly go on there and see what Beaumont says and try to talk about what he said. And we reference those people. And, I mean, that's what we want to do. We want to be a, a, an extension of the community in a certain way, but not be the community that you necessarily are the part you're interacting with every day. Because you guys have a great community on zombiepodcast.com on, in the forums. That's fantastic. The new the redesign looks great. I hated the forums beforehand. This time I don't mind checking them out and you know dropping in my two cents. But we're all working in harmony. We all like zombies. So let's not get caught up in the normal internet bullshit. You know what I mean? I'd like to think that the the few hundred people who check the, out the World Alliance forums aren't like the few thousand that post on IGN. Just the most obscene, stupid shit you can imagine. So I guess we can jump into some listener mail, because we do not call it fan mail. Yes, we don't have any fans. And we don't make the podcast. We're, we are all fans of the real zombie podcast. You don't have to be fans of We're Not Dead. It's funny. I get emails all the time from people saying, I love your podcast. I love the voice acting, blah, blah, blah. And I just forward it to Casey. Yeah, right. I'm there like, you go. this is for you. Okay, our first one comes from Jeremy. He says, so you guys are predicting that shit is going to hit the fan at the protected community. I think you're correct, but I don't think they're going to run away. Since our heroes are being forced to work and Michael is thinking about taking the VP job for Marcus, I think he's going to try and overthrow Marcus. So we kind of already talked about this, but I just wanted to... Sh- Put Jeremy's no, it thoughts. does bring up a point I've been wanting to try to talk about. Talk about it. Um, now, I believe he's going to get the, I guess, the VP position with Marcus, but what's from stopping him from going to the gatekeeper, getting the guns, and just say, screw it all, and just mm-hmm. head out of there? By himself? I mean, no, with, with a little group, and him oh. just... I mean, he, the doctor, he, yeah, hope and all Michael, them. I think Michael at his core, you know, as much as he doesn't want to be the leader, right? He, he wants, mm-hmm. he's a hero, even though he doesn't want to yes. admit that and he doesn't want to lead. And right now he's in that whole, like, you know, self doubting phase. He won't be able to sit back and yes. let people be in a horrible situation. You know what I mean? It's the same thing he did in the army as far as, even though he didn't have any connections really with his family or anything, he still wanted to go out right. and do something and do, you know, do good. And I think it's perfect because right now he's like, I can't even lead a few dozen people out the tower. But now you're thrown into the situation where there's a few hundred people. So I think it's going to get really interesting because, you know, I mean, I that's my prediction is that he's going to try to rule everybody. Well, not rule everybody, but, you know, like kind of lead everybody away from where they are right now. Yeah. So I'm thinking he is going to kind of work with um, Pegs and Kelly and they're going to kind of like spread the word because they're in like, you know, they're just the normal populace of the colony. Mm-hmm. And then maybe they'll all meet up one Saturday night in uh, Overthrow Marcus. <laughs> Just saying. 
Okay, next one comes from Adrian. Hey guys, I just listened to the whole We're Alive series in the past week or so, and I'm in love with it. Thanks to Greg for the recommendation. There you go. <laughs> Actually, Greg, I don't know if I told you this, but um, we got a few emails from people saying that they found out about We're Alive through your little unboxing vid of Little Planet. <laughs> awesome. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen it uh, at IGN, we obviously were you know mainly a video game site, so uh, Little Big Planet Two came in in this thing, and I unboxed it. and It came with bookends, so I literally grabbed random things off my desk to shove in there, and one of them was the compilation of season one, the CDs. And as I was doing, I'm like, I, anybody who knows I host that uh, podcast with Brit is going to think this is the biggest like shill moment of me just totally <laughs> whoring myself out, but it totally was not. On I loved it. He said, um, anyway. If a zombie invasion were to happen, how do you envision it? Would it be Dead Rising style where places are easily oh, – that word got cut out. Anyway, contained. <laughs> um, it is like emo corrupted. Maybe Left for Dead, We're Alive, where there's not much life around and the zombies are fierce. Maybe Undead Nightmare, where it's a mixture. Keep up the great work. Adrian. I want slow zombies. I you want really the shufflers? Want zombies. Yeah. Like the, Resident, like the old school Resident Evil zombies? Yes. I, I hope and I pray to God it is. Yeah, in a perfect world, I totally want Night of Living Dead zombies. Like especially remake Night of oh, Living yeah. Dead where he, she just walked past them. Like that that that's that's oh, when we yeah. have a shot. If these are running zombies, those movies We're are all fucked. bullshit. Because yeah, if if something's chasing me that never gets tired, I am fucked in two blocks. It's over. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's the whole thing. And that's and that's gonna be the fact for most people. My favorite type of zombies in in the zombie genre are the sprinters and the shamblers. But in a real life apocalypse, I would hope to God that they're just much of dumb pus bags that just shamble around. Mm -hmm. Like you said, original original Resident Evil. Yeah. In a way, though, I think those fuckers are scarier, though, just because you oh, know they they're are. slowly coming towards you at all times. They're just slowly it's like shuffling. like a Michael Myers kind of thing. Yeah. Like, no matter what, he'll get you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Daniel says, I was wondering how you guys picture the infected, mainly the special ones like the behemoths and the jumpers. I personally could not help but picture a tank from Left 4 Dead when I first heard them describe the behemoths' bulking body and small head. So, yeah, what do you picture? P.S. Does anyone else think of Left 4 Dead when Kalani said he's going to use the Molotov to kill the behemoth? Towering Inferno Achievements trophy. Molotov's over go. here. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I thought, actually. Yeah, that's how right I pictured there. it. Yeah, the tank. That or the, um, God, what's that big, that big guy from uh, Resident Evil? Tyrant. I think it was a tyrant. No, well, Nemesis. Nemesis? You think Nemesis, Nemesis? Yeah, what's the tyrant? Oh, that's the guy with like the eyeball, right, in his chest. No. What's the tyrant then? With the crazy Tyrant's arm. Tyrant's the extent. Yeah, the crazy arm. The crazy arm. arm. Okay, shot no. Shot out. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Gosh. I am yeah, sorry. It's been a while. Okay. Work with me here. Uh, what about you guys? Like the regular zombies you have in picture, just like. Yeah, regular zombies. I, I think the way they describe everything, I think all these zombies have, and maybe it's even from the art they've shown too, but like, you know, a greenish purple hue to their skin, like scaly. Like I know, when they, especially when they were talking about, you know, when they took down the behemoth and they were touching him, he was very like leathery, right? Like I, I, I don't picture like rotting flesh as much as I picture something like that. Yeah, it's really, really different way to look at them. I don't know. They remind me the zombie itself was like twenty eight days later kind of stuff where they just minus run the red and... eyes. I don't like yes, those. Yes, minus the red eyes. Ugh. Yeah, good stuff though. Uh, kind of going back to like the whole skin thing. I listened to the first episode of Real Life a few days ago, and it was interesting because Michael mentioned the first zombies that walked by. They were covered in scars. Now, I didn't catch that earlier, hmm. but how would they be covered in scars already? I guess experiments. I, mean, I know Casey put it there for reasons. So. Yeah, he does that. 
he, Casey, you sneaky bastard. He's good at that. I love it. Mm-hmm. I really love it. Yeah, just like that. the um the titles for each chapter, like like No Place Like Home, because you think that they're going to talk about like maybe No Place Like Home, like the tower, then No Place Like Home. They're in this colony, and they're kind of wanting to be back in the tower, so there's No Place Like Home. So is Michael the catalyst for change? I oh, think so. that is a good one. I do like that word. So mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. Yep. And our final one comes from Willow. Wait. Hey, guy, gal. What? If people wanted to be like Willow and send in email, oh. how could oh. they do that? Oh. They could send an email to we're not dead podcast at gmail.com. Word. Now, should I repeat myself? Because uh, Steven was coughing over I'm my... sorry. No, it's okay. I'm I can sorry. edit it out. It's okay, buddy. I'm just giving you shit. Yeah, I just got over a cold. So. No, it's okay. Um, so anyway, Willow writes, if you had to be stuck in a room with one, oh, this is funny, with one of the characters from We're Alive for an entire day, who would it be and why? We just kind of asked you this, Stephen, but. Okay. Now this is an entire day. An entire day. day. This is, I guess it's a little different. Yeah. Yeah, It's a little bit different now. So. Hmm. What about it? Hmm. I gotta think about this one. Really? I'll probably choose Saul because he's so funny. Like, before he got injured. Okay, Greg, this, I know who you're gonna say. You're gonna say Pigs, right? No, I'm gonna say Pete, the greatest character ever on We're Alive. Oh, God. Ah! I wanna hear more about his bottled water deals at the Broken so, Air. So there's Greg with a mirror in the room, and he's just, like, staring at himself, talking about bottled water. It'd be weird. Nice, Greg. That would be weird. That was a good That's one. That was said. a good Greg. I don't know. No, uh, Pete's, I don't know Pete well enough. I don't, I don't think Maybe I you will in the right future, now. Brittany. Maybe yeah, whatever, Greg. I don't think I think you're done. I think Casey was like, God, this guy sucks so bad. We're never putting him into another episode again. I might cosplay as him for uh, Pax East, so we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> you should totally oh. do that. That'd be hilarious. Come on, Britt. What is it? Hmm. What is it, Britt? Who? Oh, oh. are you guys waiting on me? Fuck. Um, yeah. I would say Saul because he's really funny, but That's mine. I don't. It. I don't know. I like Saul. I, I know. I he... like Michael. I like Bert. Those would all be good picks because they all have stories to tell, right? Like I don't want to hear about Bert's life at the gun shop, hanging out with his wife, all that stuff. His yeah. his time in the service. Same thing for Michael. His service time. Yeah, I would say Saul, but I know right now he's focused on repopulating the planet. She. Oh, oh man, yeah. he'd be calling you Blondie in a heartbeat. Oh, she. Oh, Maybe that's yes. it. Maybe I need to be Lizzie from now on. Move to San Francisco because we got Halloween costumes done. I'll be Pete. You can be Lizzie. Oh my god, let's do it. And I think that wraps it up for our fan, I mean, listener mail questions. Yeah, nice thing. Remember to be a part of the podcast, send an email to we're not dead podcast at gmail.com. What's that email address, Steven? Oh, uh, the we're not dead podcast at gmail.com. The, the, god no the damn it, Steven. It. God, jeez Louise. Oh. Never again. This is why you're dead to us. I'm so Done. starting the email after this. <laughs> so I'll see how many emails I actually get. <laughs> Oh, yeah. We're not dead podcast at Gmail. There you go. There you go. So just to wrap a few things up contest-wise, the zombie girl contest, Greg Miller. Yeah. Uh, people are being kind of lame. What? They're not sending in their votes. So what I did is I created, okay, I guess it's partially my fault. I created an MP3. I put all the growls together. I named each person. I named the growl. And I just said, hey, listen to this and send an email to we're not dead podcast at gmail.com with your top 10 favorites. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I've gotten one email. It was me, right? No. What? <laughs> but did you it send an me. email? No, I didn't. Oh, fuck. I was it like, must have been me then. So. No, it wasn't you either, you asshat. <laughs> so, was it you? Did you send yourself an email? <laughs> I did. I was so desperate. I sent myself an email. No, um, it, it's kind of difficult to find. Um, if you go to the forums and you go to We're Not Dead Contests, there's a thread there that says Zombie Girls Vote Here. There's that. Um, in an act of desperation, I made a video 
about the growls and I posted it on the blogs there and I made a thread about it and then I also showcased some fan art. And speaking of the fan art, we received about four more last week and we do have a winner. It was Teething Biscuit, his daughter, who I think is like five years old. Oh, adorable. It is adorable. So you should watch that video and look at all the fan art because it's amazing. Um, I guess next week, Greg and I will announce the winner of the season one box set. For the zombie girls. No, for the for the fan art. Oh, okay, okay. okay. But then we're doing zombie girls too because I keep we're, we keep saying we're going to do our zombie girls. So every week I get excited that I'm going to get to do my zombie girl and then it's not time. <laughs> Well, no, because we need we need the votes. That's you know we need to get this contest going. I mean, we can. Hey, Brittany. What's up? Tomorrow I'll make a thread for you and I'll do something special. Well, you really you'll do that for me. It. What's your title in the forums? Isn't it like super mod or something? I'm a, I'm the I'm an administrator. Oh, administrator. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I talk to Casey a lot, so it's nice. Oh la di da, dropping names. Let's... He thinks he's all special because he talks to Casey. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, so next week, I guess, either way, Greg and I are going to announce a new contest for which you need to be a registered member on the forum for. And you will want awesome. to be a registered member on the forum because it is an awesome contest. And you will have access to exclusive information no one else will. Ooh. Ooh. Get a jump on it. Register now at zombiepodcast.com yeah. and then click on forums. Slash forum. Yeah. Yep. You can do that too. Now, Britt, What's do you up? want to talk about the new t-shirt that's on sale? Oh, yeah, there's a new t-shirt. Is it the Rules of the Tower? Yep. Yes, it's the Kay. Rules of the Tower. Okay, admin, you take this away. You seem to know more. Well, um, Casey, I believe you stated actually today that um, they are now, I believe, selling officially the Rules of the Tower t-shirt that was voted among about six other t-shirts. Mm-hmm. So Do it. go get it. Go it's buy awesome. It. And um, Casey also went to me for my womanly advice. Um, He's getting some... It must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. He's getting <laughs> some um, women's... T-shirts. T-shirts for oh, women made. You, yeah, I saw on Facebook a lot of people were saying they wanted some women's. So yeah. It's not just you. So when the amazing style of T-shirts come out, you can thank me for that. Or if you hate <laughs> them, just blame Casey. So I think that wraps everything up. Another one in the books. Another one in the books. Only 46 more episodes till we're listenable. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. <coughs> Steven's dying. I'm we done. killed him. I'm this done. is his swan song. Michael Swan. Now I saw that. Also, Brittany, What's you that? want to hand out flyers? I saw. Oh, that. I guess we you can. Talk, oh, thank you. We can oh, talk those flyers this. look so good. Oh, they're awesome. Oh, yeah, they look great. They're gonna be amazing. So, um, Jesse, or known as Frigate, on the forums, it, yes, he um, made an awesome flyer for We're Live that I'm going to print off on beautiful cardstock and hand out at Emerald City Comic Con next weekend. Not this one, but next one. And then I'm gonna bring a butt ton of packs too. Word. Awesome. I'll help you out. Oh, yeah, we're all three going to be there. How cute is that? Oh, it'll be adorable. Greg will be there promoting (laughs) IGN, but who cares about IGN? Everybody already knows about IGN. You'd like to think that, but there are pockets of people who don't have the internet and don't know about us yet. But if you are interested in creating flyers, you know, you always can. We're always open to having people do that because that's awesome. Okay, anything else I'm forgetting, Steven? Um, Those are the two things I was going to say, so I'm, I'm good. Okay, you're good. Greg, are you good? Yes. Listen to We're Alive. If you ran into us, there's a podcast we podcast about. Follow that one. If you've gotten to this point of the podcast, you don't know what the hell we're talking Ooh, about. Who are these Michael and Pegs? So, for Greg, for our guest, Steven, or Step Laugh, and for me, thank you for listening to episode six, and we're out. Mm-hmm.